Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to the Inside Connection. I'm Dr. Craig Martin, and I'm here with the lovely Christina Martin, my co-host. And we're going to be talking tonight about May Day, which is May the 1st, and um, the energy that's surrounding this time of the year. I was feeling a lot of uh, exuberance about it um, in the last few days. When you think of the equinox and where we were at that time of the year, which is the beginning of spring, right around March the 21st, and it was still very dark and very winter, and the energy that's you know sort of surrounding the the lockdown, and then we had Passover Easter, which is the first full moon of spring, and that energy builds on the the equinox, and the days are getting longer, and the nights are getting uh, certainly a lot shorter because the evening seems to last and last, which is lovely. And now we're headed into mid-spring and it's a burst of energy, a burst of light. We're, we're, we have flowers popping up. And uh, if you're in anywhere more in the northern part of the country, you're seeing your daffodils and, and tulips and things like that that are coming up out of the ground and beginning to emerge. And you have trees that are getting leaves on them in Los Angeles, which is where we're coming to you live from L.A. Mm-hmm. The trees actually did bud, but they they do start getting leaves right around the equinox time. So right now we're in fully engaged in the energy of spring, and we want to talk about that tonight. Hi, Christina. How are you tonight? I'm good. I'm good. I really like I really like this topic. Actually, it's nice. I think that um, it actually is a very nice parallel and fits with this whole COVID thing because uh, you know again like. You were just saying you, these dates are coming up. The end of March is when we really started to get like deep into it and um, and like dive in. And then come Easter, we're it's it's behind us and in front of us. And now uh, we're seeing a little bit of light at the end of the tunnel. We have you know been inside this whole time. We've been following the rules. We've been staying protected. And now it's uh, the energy is starting to ramp up. Right, we've really had an extended winter. We've had we've had the, the time of winter is the time when we're going inside and we're staying inside, and and the um, the pandemic has created an extended winter, a really long winter, way beyond what the groundhog predicted. And <laughs> so the 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 energy that we have right now is certainly pent up. Like, did we introspect? Have we learned? We've been in this uh, situation where we're in our homes and we're in our houses. What have we learned? How are we going to reemerge from this? Certainly from last week's show, I hope we're going to be doing it in a much more conscious and introspective and enlightened way. And the energy is there right now. We've had we've had Neptune and Pisces for a couple of years already, but we're deep into Neptune and Pisces. So the going inward, the isolation, the introspection, the ability to look within, to have solitude is so um, powerful. Um, clearly mm-hmm. right now that those of us that are surrendering has been a really big word in my readings mm. lately. Yes. Those of oh, us, boy. Yeah, right? those of us yeah. who have been surrendering, 
I think are in a situation where we're going to come out the other side of this more clear about what we need to do and where we're headed. Hugely. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, we were talking about this earlier, but I think, um, uh, Pluto too. Pluto moving retrograde is also this like deep sense of, you know, security and figuring out like now that things are being stripped away from us and we're having to like, you know, get down to the nitty gritty of it all. How are we taking care of ourselves? How are we lasting and in keeping up with the endurance of being at home and being in winter and shelter all the time? It's tough. You got to surrender. Great. The that and that energy is a complicated energy, right? In the tarot, we see it as the card the hanged man who's hanging upside down, but he has a glow around his crown. Much like in Norse mythology, Odin was um hung himself upside down from a tree so that he could receive all the <laughs> knowledge, the Norse, the Norse knowledge. So that <laughs> surrender, which is a willful the, the card and the energy of surrender is willful. It's like saying, Okay, give up. You know, it takes <laughs> us to a point it takes us to a point in life where we say, Okay, I give up. I'm not gonna fight this anymore. I recognize I'm not in control and I surrender. But from that place, there's so much power in being able to emerge, which is, you know, this May 1st, this May Day energy. How is life emerging? How is it coming up from the ground and coming out from our hearts and our souls? Yeah, beautiful. I love that. Exactly. It just, it because it has been a really scary time, I think. Like, everybody's just been so anxious and when will I work again? How am I going to be in this house with these people? How am I just all kinds of unknowns out there? And so you, you just have to surrender. There's no final answer as to when we can come out of this or what the world is going to be like when we come out. So now surrender we have is, to surrender is surrender is frightening. Yeah, I think yes. surrender is frightening because it's a willful giving up of, of, okay. uh, it's actually funny. It's a willful giving up of our willfulness, right? You, you redirect <laughs> your will. You redirect your will and you basically say, I'm going to not be so willful here and I'm going to allow you a higher power to take over. I'm going to surrender to someone's guidance, you know. It's certainly very yeah. difficult for children to do that with their parents, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you should know. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Even even us and I mean, you know, uh, Americans in general are are some of, you know, our culture's ideologies or, you know, is to is to be free, is to be able to do what we want, what our will will, you know, what we want to do. And so having to to have that squashed. I mean, you're not to say that the government's the higher power, but it's one higher power than us as individuals. So, yeah, and it's a global, it's a global issue. I think it's a collective, yeah. conscious global issue. You you see a lot more people willfully participating in the quarantine than you do see rebellion from it. 
There mm-hmm. certainly is. There certainly is the the small amount that you know and whatever. I think the media is useful and amazing, and uh, we certainly need them. I wouldn't say anything about them, but they love to uh, you know attach themselves to a salacious or negative story. So if you have a few yeah. people you know like marching on state capitals demanding to be released from the lockdown, that's a small small percentage of the people who actually are respecting and admiring and honoring the frontliners, you know, those people Mm -hmm. who are still in the winter of the coronavirus, you know, there's no May Day, there's no May Day for them, except that it's more like May Day, May Day. (laughs) 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 Truly, truly, truly think about I, I, yeah, my heart goes out to that for sure, because that is winter and it's for them, it's a different kind of surrendering. They have to surrender, but with so much strength, maybe it's even against what they feel is a safe situation for them. And, you know, all of us just get to haul up in our homes where we have our beds and our soft, comfy things. And for them, it's putting on a face mask and covering up their whole body. And some of them are quarantined separately from their family in the same house. They've they've cordoned mm-hmm. off an area of the house for them, a bedroom or whatever, if they mm-hmm. if they're lucky enough to have that, and and they come home, but they still haven't seen their family or held their children in two months. It's an astounding level of sacrifice. Yeah. It really is. I want to remind everybody, if you're listening to the show live, that you can call in. That the uh, guest call in uh, is two one three area code two one three nine four three three five eight five. Two one three nine four three three five eight five. We certainly welcome you on the show. You can mm-hmm. comment. You can um, engage in the conversation with us. You can bring even your birth information, and we'll be happy to take a look at your chart if we feel that you know it pertains to our topic, or in what way it pertains to our topic of the day. So, um, <clears throat> I feel like in in a, in a deeper way. We're just making the conversation a little bit deeper. The um, the the May Day energy, May first, is um, is really about pollination, right? It's about the creation of seeds for next year, which mm-hmm. is really really it's really really deep, right? Because those seeds for next year's growth are being made right now. And what we're living, what we're bringing out into the world, right, is is the things that we planted. But those things that we planted in the spring or at the full moon just a few weeks ago, the Easter mm-hmm. time, Passover Easter, those seeds came from last year. We harvested mm-hmm. them. We harvested them in the fall and we sort of incubated them or, you know, sat with them for the winter and introspected on those seeds. Perhaps we had an opportunity to modify them, especially if they're the internal seeds of, of human ingenuity. And (laughs) then we planted them, but what's going on out in life right now, if you look outside the window and you see a tree especially let's say if it's a fruit tree or something like that, that's easy, right? If you have an apple tree or an orange tree or something, the flowers are there and the bees are like humming and going in there. And then the flowers will, will fall off. And what's left behind is a tiny, tiny little apple or a tiny little orange. But inside of that 
is the seeds for next year. So a mm. lot of creative energy is happening right now. A lot of, lot of really prolific creative energy. So we're still not necessarily in any kind of time of harvest. We're, we're right. still deeply in the time, right, of, of productive, what you would call productive seed making. And in, and in human consciousness, that has to do with creative ideas. I love it. Yeah, you know, that's so funny because I was going to bring to the show today some, just some like themes about the different earth signs since we just have such heavy, nice, beautiful earth energy. So Virgo, Taurus, Capricorn, and the types of things that they do best when it comes to being in touch with the earth. And so I had, you know, like Virgo, for instance, can pull some weeds in the garden. Let's get rid of the crap. Let's get rid of the dead detritus or whatever it is and make room for new and then there's Taurus which is um, learn to make a delicious meal how about that that would be good practice um, something that is a quality uh, work on it get better at it and then Capricorn is do some accounting crunch some numbers figure out what's going to work for you financially in the long run how can you uh, you know Master yourself to be better for the next coming year. I feel like that fits all really well. That's fantastic. I love that. And and you made me really think when I was hearing that. Right, Capricorn as the the work, the work and the mm-hmm. effort. You know that you were saying like Virgo, like you know cleaning up. And when when we titled the show a celebration of life, that's what that's what life is about. Right. It's a it's about tending at some level, tending to, right? Yes. You have to tend, you have to tend to a garden just like you have to tend to your own life. And mm-hmm. you have to definitely have to pull out the weeds. Um, <laughs> yes. Yeah. If, the, if, if that's another, another gift of the pandemic, right, is that it's revealed the weeds in your life. <laughs> mm-hmm. More than ever, all kinds of loss. Anytime, anytime we're in a time of loss, if someone passes away or we transition from one city to another or we, you know, whatever it is, whatever the transitional loss is, it's always a time to reflect on what in that change do we no longer need? And it's a, right. it's a, it, connects with, it connects with you talking about the retrograde Pluto, which for the listeners, the planet Pluto went retrograde this past week. It's at 24 degrees Capricorn, but the retrograde Pluto is a sign that things that we've been working on will be reinforced, reinforced. And the transformational nature of our individual work and efforts will, will transform us and others around us. But on the broader sense, we're just in a deeper time of transformation with the retrograde Pluto, a deeper time of letting go. Yeah. Well, and also I think too, like the, for the ultimate goal of security, for the ultimate goal of, next year feeling more of a strong foundation for your life, you know, getting rid of that crap in your closet, you know, who needs that dress you didn't wear for the last three years. So get rid of it, get some space, get some newness to let new come in. And that's kind of a beautiful thing of this pandemic. I mean, not to say that there's anything really beautiful about it, but it is that it is, you know, gift. I hear what you're saying. One of the gifts of it. Yeah. Exactly. 
Yeah, yeah, I think it's um, Pluto, unfortunately, and sometimes in a really painful way, destroys, but in order to regenerate, in order to take those things and make new space for a new life. Yeah, yeah. I mean, anytime, anytime you create space, the universe will fill it back up. I did a little bit of that myself this past weekend for the first time in a mm-hmm. while. I went through boxes um, just a few boxes that I have in the closet yep. and really like pulled them out and was like, what's in here, you know, and, and, mm-hmm. um, and was able to actually reassign and reappropriate things and then create at least like a small garbage bag. So if I keep doing that for a few more weekends while we're still doing uh, the, uh, the stay at home, um, yeah, we'll have made space. And again, this is part of the way we celebrate life because the rest is stagnation and stagnation is death. So, you know, movement, movement, change. That's what life is about. Right. So if you have a pond, if your pond, your figurative pond, right, is um, not running clear water and nothing's coming out of it and, you know, just lots of stuff is going in, let's say, but nothing comes out, you don't, you don't clean out what's no longer useful, then um, that's stagnation. That's not life. Yeah, I mean, that's, well, and that's what Pluto is. It's change or die, pretty much. It's, you know, if you're going to stay the same, then, then it's going to go down. You just, yeah, in a painful way, that's a big, in a painful way, I think that's a big message of the coronavirus. Right. Yeah. You know, globally. And I know that might be shocking to say, but it's the truth. You know, change or die. It's human society and the way that we're living right now. Um, you know, what's interesting about that is that I it, it, it sounds blunt and, and kind of horrible to say that. But the truth is, is the change could be minuscule practically and it would make a huge, huge change. Right. You talk about movements like meatless Monday, right, where people are just like, Mm. just eat vegetables on Mondays. You know, let's just like not eat meat on Monday. Yeah. The amount of carbon waste that would be eliminated just by that small of a change. It's not like telling everybody, okay, everybody, we need to become a vegetarian. Let's make a small palatable you know, doable. Let's make a doable change. Let's not just stand in the face of the crises that we face and mm. do nothing because, do nothing. because we're, par- because we're paralyzed right. by, by the daunting nature of it. We're paralyzed yeah. by it. That's why you can't like just open up your closet and be like, Oh my God, you know, you, you have to open up the closet and go, okay, I'm going to do this two boxes today. Yes. Right. Right. More palatable. Exactly. Yeah. I think, it, you know, sometimes with Pluto, we talk about like the word destroy or destruction, and that's really scary, but it could just be that. It just could be small, small changes, and then you do end up, whatever it is you quote-unquote destroy, you get gains from that, some sort of gain. So I think that that's a great example, just a small little change, teeny tiny. I, because it's magnified by the number of people that are making that change. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, I believe that um, reusable grocery bags has produced tons of less plastic garbage. 
Yeah. Yes. Just reusable, reusable grocery bags. Just keep bringing your bags back, you know, and let's keep using those same bags, and then we don't have to waste all this paper. Right. Yeah. Right. And not to say that, like, the... Um, the restaurant industry is bad. I, I actually work in the restaurant industry as my day job, so it's part of my living. But I think that now having to um, cook for yourself at home is an interesting change as well. Like, I think that people are trying to learn and having to learn now, the crunch time, give up the perhaps um, just subconscious eating something from a restaurant real quick. Don't have to think about what you're putting in your body. This might be a time to think about what exactly you're eating. How do you feel all day long now that you're at home and uh, you're eating a bag definitely of chips? Definitely what you would call conspicuous consumption. You know, conspicuous. just the idea of like pe- people who eat out all the time. You know, it, the uh-huh. restaurant industry is amazing and you get to experience things that you really wouldn't know how to make at home and you're not that talented. Sure. You can, you can throw something in the frying pan or you can make scrambled eggs, but you're not necessarily really good at making lasagna or any, you know, like, (laughs) and so, right. And so you get a chance to go out and experience that. But I think a lot of people become, they hand their power away. They don't realize that they've got more power for their own health and their own creativity. And Stephanie, yes. this is a time to recognize that. It's a time to recognize the power that's in our own hands and our own personal creativity and how um, important that is to us individually for our happiness. Yes. Yeah, I love that. That's exactly what I was going for, your own power and your own security, I think, too. Secure in feeling that you do have power. And even like... Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I like want to invite the listeners. What what does security look like to you now that we've gone through this pandemic? We've been weeks in. So what does it what does it look like to you? What do you still have that's important to you? What is essential to you? Right. Right. Next week's show is going to be about the full moon in in, uh, in Scorpio, and I feel like this is a little bit of a precursor to that because we're going to be talking about what have you, you know, now that you've been stripped bare, you know, now that all of us have been stripped bare in many ways mm-hmm. um, down to essential things, what is important to you? And I, I think for you and me, I know for you and me, and when we talk about uh, you know, reigniting the inside connection. We talked about the importance of educating and um, putting a message out there and creating a collective community and finding mm. those things that I think are important to us and certainly to the people that listen to our show and, and the people that are a part of our practices and the people who are a part of the astrology school and um, expanding on that. That's something that I think you you find when you like look at what's going on and you say, okay, well, if what's important, you know, and all of a sudden we're like, well, why don't we, you know, really get back into the blog talk show because there's a, there's a need for that. There's a need to communicate ideas and for people to know their safe space where they can understand what's going on right now in terms of something spiritual. It's in terms of astrology, something spiritual. Mm -hmm. That's what astrology is. 
It's something spiritual. It's a guidebook. It's something that's teaching us how to grow. What, you know, we, we talk about soulmates and spirit guides. And blah, blah, blah. You know, astrology is the language of all of that. It's the language yeah. of that. And you and I speak it fluently. So it's always, it's always a pleasure to translate that for people who are curious to know what does it say? What does the language of astrology tell us, you and me? Um, yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, it, it brings up all these themes that, you know, go across the board for everybody. Everybody wants to feel secure. Everybody wants to feel like they can have their own personal May Day. How do they get out and honor that need for, um, you know, the fresh air, that, that energy, that newness, that springness that comes forth. How do you get that? You have to feel safe and secure. Right. Well, I told someone today, I said, like, okay, so you're in Manhattan, you know, and you're in an apartment and you don't feel like you can really go outside. But do any of your windows face the sky? Do any of your windows face the sun at all? You know, can you see anything, you know, and thank God she said yes, because there are some New York City apartments where the answer would be no. Um, And then the recommendation is move the hell out of there. (laughs) Um, But she said yes. And I said, do a sun salutation to the setting sun. Really, like, lift lift your heart up, lift your arms up to the sky. Do you know how it feels when you just lift your arms up like that and bring your chest back like that? And, and lift your chest up to the sun, it all of a sudden mm. moves your chi, the, the healing, vital energy of your body, right? Mm. That's, where, that's where security lies, not in stagnation. It lies in movement. Yes. So, you know, that's internal and external, right? Like internally, the energy that's moving through your body wants to be cleaned cleaned you know like getting inside the closet and taking out a box you know it's like the internal box like what is this clutter and and that clutter is from stagnation it's from saying like oh my god i'm stuck inside i can't move it as much the gym is not open let's make a banana bread and let's drink a bottle of wine and let's gain Mm -hmm. five pounds in the last month and the answer to Mm -hmm. that is no the the body doesn't (laughs) really want that no, the body doesn't no. want that, and the month of May does not want that at all. The month no. of May is again exuberance. It's 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 children dancing around the maypole. It's 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 ribbons and colors and pastels and wind mm-hmm. and breezes and flowing and skipping. That's May. May is about skipping and holding hands and and frolicking <laughs> in fields of wildflowers, even if you're just doing that in your heart. Yes, I even, I love that. That's so great. I think even like the, you know, doing a sun salutation, raising your hands up to the sky and looking at the sun, your face looking at the sun or closing your eyes, but just feeling that warmth on your face, your warmth is that your face is like a flower, your little flower face. It's getting so happy from the sun. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, you can salute it going down as well. You can salute it coming up. You can salute it coming down, going down. The ancients, you know, they they thought of the day as a symbol of a life, like the life of the day. Mm. And when the sun rose, that was the birth of the day. And when the sun set, Mm -hmm. that was the death of the day. And then Mm -hmm. when it was night, it was like the gestation of the next day. 
Mm-hmm. Like the like right. the, the like you know like the like the day the day was pregnant or the earth became pregnant with the next day. I love and that. And then the yes. sun came and then the sun came up and it symbolized birth. So one full day is actually the life of that day. Mhm. I love that. Yeah, you're in your little bed womb when you're sleeping. You're just darkness and super cute. And oh my god. I want to be in my bed womb. I want to be in my bed womb. Does it have a comfortable pillow? I hope it has a couple of comfortable pillows. Yes, of course. Of course. It's warm and soft and sweet, but no movement. Not a lot of movement happening there. Just just <laughs> womb. Womb time. Maybe a little thrashing, a little kicking in the stomach, but that's it. Beautiful. That's it. Mm-hmm. Well, what we want to wish is everybody a really happy May Day. And we want you all to know that this Friday, uh, which is the first day of May, is a celebration of you and the life that you're living. So wherever you are and whatever condition you feel like you're in right now, move around, get out, lift lift your heart up to the sun and to the sky Give gratitude for everything you have right now and know that we will hug again. I'm Dr. Mm -hmm. Craig Martin here with Christina Martin. Thanks so much for listening to us. Thanks so much for joining us on the Inside Connection. We'll look forward to speaking to you again next Wednesday when we're going to do a show on the full moon in Scorpio. Until then, bye-bye.